Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. It's your girl, Christine. I hope that you guys have had an amazing start to your work week, to your school week, to your grind week. It's Wednesday, which is my favorite day of the week because I know that the week is almost done and I can just kind of not necessarily relax on the weekend, but like it's it's more of a chill vibe. Um, for today, for my gratitude... I'm going to say I'm grateful for my students because they have gone through battles and challenges that I've continuously watched them overcome with grace and perseverance and forgiveness. So I'm, I'm grateful for my students, both current and former. I, st- I still call my students my children. They'll, they'll always be my kids. So I want to let you guys know that I'm grateful for you guys. Today we're going to talk about a heavy topic. Um, We're going to talk about sexual assault and the impact of sexual assault, rape, molestation, because it's a topic that is, it's heavy. I know that a lot of people have brought light to it, but in the same time that people are bringing light to it, there's a lot, there's a greater audience who's trying to dim it down because it's uncomfortable to talk about, but we need to, because we need to help each other. Um, Rape, sexual assault is not something we just get over one day. It's not something that you wake up be like, you know what? Who cares that I got raped? It doesn't affect me. No, nobody says that, myself included. Let me share a quote with you guys before I get into my story and what I've had to deal with in the past and with my students and myself and other youth that I've worked worked with. The quote is, Forget, forgetting is difficult, but remembering is worse. <laughs> when I read that, it bothers me. It bothers me in so many ways because it brings me back to where I've been. And it's not about forgetting. It's the remembering that that really bothers me. And a lot of things will trigger it without even knowing. For instance, you know, right now I'm trying to focus on my career and my dream as a motivational speaker and author. And right now I'm editing my book and going over it and adding narrative details. And if I get a spare chance at work, I'll edit it. The other day I was editing and I got to a part about being raped. And I immediately just closed my eyes for about, I don't know, about 30 seconds to a minute. And my coworkers just looked at me because we were having a conversation while I was typing. And all of a sudden I hit that part and went quiet. So they thought something like, you know, was wrong. Like, did you, did you hit something or. So one of them I was really comfortable with and I messaged them and I told them like, you know what? I just had a flashback. I just had a flashback of what had happened to me on my birthday um, where I got, I had gotten gang raped. Um, there's so I still have a lot of speculation about that till this day. Like if a certain individual set, set me up, all of that stuff. Um, what I can tell you right now is I woke up, um, in a bathroom 
um, a person who I referred to as my cousin back then found me, um, had semen all over me. Um, <laughs> sorry, it bothers me talking about it. Um, went into a seizure in the car, got brought to the to the hospital. They told me that I was hypoglycemic, which means that your blood sugar is dangerously low. Uh, what else? They said I had ecstasy in my in my system. My eyes were six six times dilated the size, and I had the same chemicals that you'd find in Drano. Drano is something that you use to fucking clog toilets. So I just remember that. But I'm gonna go. I go more in depth to that situation in my book, Hidden Truths, Broken Silence. That's releasing soon. Um, that I hope that all of my listeners get a chance to read. This topic is heavy for a lot of people because people are going through it now. I know there's listeners out there who are going through it right now, and I want you to be able to reach out to me because I have your back. My number is 437-488-4871, and I want you to know that you are not alone. I don't ever want you to ever feel alone again. Some of the effects for me personally from being sexually assaulted and raped is I chose a lot of wrong men in my life because I didn't know what love was. I'm still, to be honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out what love is, but I would choose a lot of men who weren't good for me. They were abusive, both emotionally, physically, they would... They would, they would use sex as a tool to control me. And nobody sees that. Nobody understands that that is a form of sexual assault because they're using it to control you. And I didn't know any better. Now I do, but back then I didn't know any better because I, the only thing I had to compare to in terms of love was my parents. My, my parents separated, so I made up my own version, you know, and I was... I think you could say I was kind of like married to the streets. So the streets is what showed me love. Um, in regards to my birthday situation, I ended up, you know, seeing a psychiatrist, therapist, whatever you want to call them. And I was put on medication. One was for nightmares. One was for anxiety and one was for being able to sleep because I couldn't sleep at night. I would wake up um, in the middle of the night, have a dream, have a bad dream of I could, it's either my birthday situation I was dreaming about or my uncle molesting me. And whenever I closed my eyes, it went right back to where it left off. It never fucking changed. So I, I needed counseling and I ended counseling really, really fast because the therapist didn't understand. There's certain things you can't do textbook shit. Even even the shit that's written for textbook shit, you still can't use the textbook. You you have to use compassion and love for everything and understanding. And you want to actually really help the person. Whatever strategies were to me was to get up when I have a bad a bad dream and rewrite my ending. So let's just say I have a dream where he's on top of me about to molest me. And 
I say, I, I write a thing saying, you know what? Um, I was able to fight him off and he stopped and I left his house and everything was fine after that. So stupidness like that. And she had tried to ask me so many times, could she just rewrite your ending, rewrite your ending. But when something is so vivid in your memory and it has caused you trauma in your life, that shit doesn't go away. When I would when I would go and close back my eyes and go back to sleep, that dream continued right where it left off. So no, that shit didn't work for me. And I still have that trauma because till this day, I still get flashbacks. I still get those thoughts. I still get those memories. I still get all of that stuff. And now that I have a daughter, oh man. Oh man. Sex, oh, sexual assault is such is such a bigger picture, such a big picture. And it's not it's not worse when it's from a family member. It's not worse when it's from a stranger. It's just bad in itself, you know? And I can't even begin to sympathize with those who have gone through it, who are going through it, those who have had, sorry guys, tired. Those who have had children from it because some people who've been raped and molested, they've had their child. They kept the child, you know, because they thought that, you know, abortion was a sin and all that stuff. So they kept their child. So they got to live with that child for the rest of their lives. And I sympathize with you guys. And I, and I want you guys to understand that some strategies, some strategies that I use for myself personally, um, when I put on jeans, I always put on tights underneath and I always put on two layers because if something were to happen to me on the road or even in my house, that person has to really fight me because I have three layers that I have to go to, go through before you even get to my underwear. So it gives me an extra chance to fight off my attacker. And that's something that I'm trying to grow out of, but it's hard because this shit is is stuck with me and it has caused me post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was also diagnosed with borderline personality disorder because of my trauma. And I'll go into that in a, in another episode deeper, but I just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting listening to people say, get over it. And you got to just push through it. Yes. I agree to a certain extent you have to push through it because you have to own your truth. And your truth is something you should never be ashamed of because you are the victim. And I don't even like using the word victim. You are the survivor. The person who puts you through it is going to get their karma. I truly and firmly believe that. They will get their karma. Sorry, guys. It just really, sexual assault really touches home for me. And my body, like, does, like, a defense mechanism when I'm even talking about it. Like, my, my, it's like my mind doesn't want to stay on it. My mind goes elsewhere thinking about other shit. My body starts to shut down. I start to feel tired. Like, I shouldn't feel tired because I'm up watching Grey's Anatomy 
eating sugar, all of that stuff. I just ate like a full bag of President's Choice chocolate, chunky chocolate chip cookie. But this is my body fighting it because I don't want to talk about it. It's it's stressful for me and I know it's stressful for other people. And I think we as a community, we need to come together and we need to heal together because it's not something you get over in a year, two, three. This is something you live with for the rest of your life. Um, I can't even say especially, but for those who have been victim to sexual assault to the point, you know, that they're no, they're no longer a virgin in their early child years. That is, I can't even put a word to it. And it's even worse. And when you tell somebody that you trust, like a, like a caring and trusting adult, like we tell these youth today to go talk to, and they don't believe them. It's either they don't believe them or they don't want to get involved. And I think it's both, like, they're both bad. Like, I have a family member who I told what my uncle was doing to me. And she told me she didn't want to get involved. And I think she said that because that family was helping her financially. And I was about 14, 15 when I came out and told her, like, this is what uncle so-and-so is doing to me. And she wanted to get involved. And now that I have kids, it's, I don't really want you around my kids. And when I saw her recently, um, about a year ago, um, unfortunately at my cousin's funeral, you know, she asked me, how come you don't, how come you don't talk to me anymore? Like, you know, I don't hear from you. I don't see the kids. Did anybody, did someone turn you against me? And I said to her, I'm like, do you want me to tell you the truth? Do you really want me to tell you the truth? And she said, yeah, of course. So I let her know she's one of my aunts. And I told her, I said, I have my children to protect now. See, the fact that I came to you and I told you that my uncle was molesting me and you didn't do anything about it. That means to me that if something like that was to happen to my kids and they came to you to tell them, that means you wouldn't tell anybody. And I'd have to really, and I'd have to really hurt you to be honest with you. Like when it comes to my kids, I, I'll die for my kids. But I had to tell her that. And she goes, and she's like, no, Christine, I don't ever want you to feel like that. It was just really hard and depressing time for me. It really, I don't think it was really that depressing and hard because you still haven't come forward to say anything. You know, you stand there, you want to talk shit about the man with me or shit to me because I don't even care to talk about the dude. But it really didn't affect you. You just... You like you like the drama, and I can't surround myself around that. And I definitely don't want my kids, especially my girl child. You know, not you know, not that I'm saying boys don't. This doesn't happen to males because it does, and it happens really brutally. But I'm saying, especially my girl child, because I was a girl and I went through that, and I would never want my daughter or any of my ch other children to go through what I went through because. It is so self-degrading. I felt like my heart, my mind, my spirit deteriorated. I felt like 
I, I wasn't even a person. I felt like an object that anybody could pick up at any time and use to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And that was the most devaluing feeling ever. And to this day, there's there's situations that, you know, I hear about that are negative and it puts me back to that place where I feel where I feel like my body is what I have to use as a tool. And I should never have to feel like that. That's why you see these girls out here on Instagram and posing nudes and shit like that. Some of them are doing it for a job. Cool. I'm not, I don't knock nobody's hustle. Do your thing. But a lot of women are doing it because that's what they know how. They know that their body is what gets them the attention. They know that their body is what gives them the value because that's what they've been taught. They think that's the right way. And it's beyond heartbreaking to me. I've had a youth who I was working with and she was pregnant, but she was pregnant for her father. And she told me, And I looked at her and I cried. I cried first because she told me. That means she found the strength and the courage. Sorry, like, honestly, talking about it, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but talking about it brings tears to my eyes because she spoke up and said, I want help. I I don't want to go through this anymore. And she spoke up and she told me, that she was pregnant, she wanted to have an abortion, she wanted to charge him. So the fact that she stood up for herself and took charge of her life and said, I am done giving you my life, I'm done giving you me, it was beyond joyful because I seen the pain in her eyes, but I could also see the happiness, the relief. And I think that made me even cry even more because the weight that was lifted off her shoulders just by saying that to me and telling me was the hardest thing she ever had to do. And, you know, I had to sit her down and I first I listened to everything she had to say without interrupting her at all. I gave her my piece. And I think that's a it's that's how I connect with the youth. Like I don't sit there and act like my, my life is all honky dory and I don't go through shit. I'm real with them. I keep it 100. Any of my students can tell me that I keep it 100 with them. Like I share my life with them, you know, to the certain things that I can share. I share my life with them. That's how you build relationships. Um I totally my mind is like all over the place, especially when it comes to, to this topic. So please, please forgive me. Um, bear with me because it's hard for me to even talk about. It's even hard for me to discuss it because it impacts not just my my mood. It impacts me mentally. So please forgive me. Um, you know, I had to I had to report it to obviously 
the school and CAS, the Children's Aid Society, if you don't know what that is. Um, but I gave her her life back in that in that day. I was at work till about eight o'clock, but I gave her her life back because I said to her when I said, I have to report this. It's, you know, duty to report. But I said, who do you want me to tell? I'm not going to go tell the principal if you don't want me to tell the principal. I could tell the vice principal. I could tell I could tell somebody else, you know, not everybody needs to know. And I think that that is the most relieving feeling ever is that because you don't want to become that pity story. You don't want to become that story of, oh, um, oh, I'm so sorry for you. That makes us feel worse. Like I can tell you that because a lot of people hear my story and they usually touch on the sexual sexual assault part. And they're like, I feel it for you. I can't believe you've gone through it. And I'm like, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not happy I went through it, but I grew through it. I didn't let that hold me down. And till this day, I still deal with the effects of the sexual assault trauma in my life. But I don't stop myself. I don't put myself down. I don't. I don't let others allow me to put like I don't let others' opinions put me down because there's some like there's some ruthless people out there. You know, I've had my ex tell me when me and him would go through problems. He's like, "Yo," he goes, "Yo, that's why you got raped, yo. That's why this. That's why that." Like, and shit, because they know that that hurts you. So you got to be able to be strong enough for those low for those low blows. So I'm grateful that I went through that experience because not only was I able to grow through it, but I was able to teach other young women and form a girls to women group. I formed a real talk group. There's a reason why this, my podcast is called Broken Silence Real Talk. I want you guys to hear when I mess up. I want you guys to hear the pain of myself and others. I don't want to be, I don't want everything to be edited and crystal clear. This is light. This is real shit. I want you guys to hear that there's a story and behind that story, there's hiccups. Um, sorry, I'm just, very, I'm just very passionate about this because it, it really, it really bothers me. Um, I just want to tell people out there, if you are dealing with a student, a youth, a family member or a friend who's going through sexual assault or has been through it and is going through trauma and displaying signs of trauma where they can't go to work or school or they're isolating themselves, becoming depressed. Don't tell them to get over it. How about you help them grow through it? If they need counseling, why don't you go with them to their intake appointment? If it's an assessment, they got to fill out line, fill it out together. Make them know that there's strength in numbers. Because I'm going to reread this quote because it's deep. And it may be simple, but it's deep. Forgetting is difficult. Remembering is worse. And it's the damn truth. Remembering is worse. Because after you remember, you got to reset each and every time. So it's like starting from ground zero.
Because when you remember, you go right back to that place and then you got to reset. You got to ground yourself. And it's really hard. It's really hard. So I want you guys to understand if you're supporting somebody out there that has been sexually assaulted, is going through it, all of that, please do not brush it off like it's just, you know, a game they lost. This is their life that they lost and they're trying to gain it back and there's strength in numbers, there's strength in support. I just want to reach out to my listeners to my followers on my Instagram, to my followers on Facebook. If you're going through something, you can talk to me. My Instagram is impact over intention. You can feel, please feel free to DM me. My Facebook is broken silence. If you do not find me under broken silence, you can find me under silence is not meaningless. And There's a reason why I put silence is not meaningless because I was silenced throughout my sexual assault. I was silenced throughout my uncle molesting me. I was silenced throughout my, throughout being gang raped due to the gang culture, due to the family culture. And I'm now taking my life back. If you want to tell your story, please email me at christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-E, official at gmail.com. I would love to hear your story. I would love to grow through it with you and grow with you because I'm still going through it. I'm still using my coping strategies to get through what I've been through. So, hey, if you want to grow through it together, let me know because I'll be your support partner. Again, Thank you to all my listeners out there, both in Canada and the United States and all around the world. And I'm going to say I appreciate every single one of you. And trauma is not your life. Trauma is not who you are. Trauma is just something that we've gone through. And trauma is the reason why we are who, who we are today and why we grind the way we do. Don't let the trauma own you. You own the trauma. It's okay to own your truth. It's okay to stop protecting the guilty. Take a stand for yourself. And it starts with the word I. When you say I, you own it. We need to stop talking about them, stop focusing on them, and focus on I. And then we can grow as a team. This is another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. It's your girl, Christine. I want you guys to remember I'm with you, and there's strength in numbers. I'll see you guys on Friday. Take care. And to those who are going through it or growing through it, reach out because I will grab your hand.